The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Ambar Garcia. Brian Broadus, Patrick Walker, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, December 28th, 2023, season 19, episode number 97. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live. Happy birthday to you. Hey, join in, guys. Don't leave me by myself. They're turning Happy <laughs> birthday Dear to Derek. Derek. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Thank you. Now we want to sing it face in the camera. I appreciate that. 51, right? Okay. 51. 51. I've rounded the corner and I'm heading towards 60, I guess. There you, know? you go. Never goes back. Oh, it's going to go forward. But I figured I'm going to start going backwards now. How's that going to My work? next birthday will be 59. <laughs> Benjamin gonna, Franklin. What is he say Benjamin Button. I'm just going to start. Now I'm at 60. I'm going to go <laughs> back. Benjamin I'm going to try and make it to yeah. like just 38. Did. She hit pause. <laughs> yeah, true. I guess yeah. you could do that. Not my body. Right. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you. I was wrapping up presents on the ground the other day before Christmas. Couldn't get up. And my back. No, afterwards. I've been. My back has been hurting like an old lady. All week, mm. yeah. So not yeah. literally this morning when I, when I got up. Uh, department, right? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. When I got up this morning, I was like thinking, like, oh man, taking inventory. I'm like, I got a bum toe, yeah. I got a bum knee, mm-hmm. I got a bum hamstring, I got a bum lower back. Like it's just like everything is breaking down. I'm like, that's what age does to you. Yeah, but I ain't stopping. It, I'm gonna keep going. There you and, go. And you I'm gonna keep it. going till the wheels fall off. You it's, know, it's when you get up off the bed and and it sounds like somebody's making popcorn. Everything starts popping. My, my ankle pops <laughs> right. twice. The knee pops. You stretch, and the backs that pop, pop, pop. It's like okay, Oval Redenbacher in here. But it's better than the alternative. Exactly. Well, so your energy is good. Your Thank vibe you. is good. You're, Thank you. you know, prospering. Yeah, yeah. You you keep up with your running You're and still, everything. I was gonna say, still running eighty Man, miles a morning. Th- yeah. I can't do that, and I'm yeah. younger than you, so hey, kudos to you. I think that's gonna birthday. end at some point. My body's starting to say, it "Hey, does. man, <laughs> <laughs> <That> running stuff. <laughs> you might want to try biking." <laughs> Walking. No, yeah, you might want to try something different. Yeah, biking is fun. Biking hey, is good. It's a good it's workout work. too. All right, let's jump in. We got a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk about the Detroit defense versus the Cowboys offense. Uh, before we get to that, though, let's catch up on some injury updates. We've got three guys I want to talk about: Tyron Smith, who did not practice with a back injury; uh, Chuma Idoga, who has a toe injury, we had limited participation yesterday; and then Rico Dowdle with an ankle injury. He did not practice. Mm-hmm. What are we hearing about those three? I think Rico is going to be hard pressed to to play against. The, uh, the Lions. I mean, he only had two handoffs for four yards. I think the ankle injury that he's been managing for the past several weeks, I want to say two months at least, is really kind of catching up with him. And I think they're at the uh, point where they're looking to maybe shut him down a little bit so that try to help him uh, heal up for the playoffs. Uh, I think that gives you Malik Davis for his third and final elevation for the regular season. Um, so look for that to be a thing. Uh, like you said, Derek, he didn't practice Rico on yesterday. We'll see if he does today, but I doubt it because he was downgraded yesterday. Tumi Doga, like you said, popped up with 
with a toe injury, limited. Uh, I don't think that this is something that will hold him out. But, again, today being the Thursday practice, technically Friday, we'll see how it goes with the uh, designations. Jonathan Hankins, we talked about him yesterday. Um, there is some optimism there, but if I'm a betting man, I don't bet that he plays. I'd be pleasantly surprised if he does. Malik Hooker. Good news, upgraded from limited to full with his ankle injury. So he's back to full health or damn near it. So that's a good stuff. That's good stuff. Hunter Lipke also upgraded with his thigh issue from limited to full. Uh, Zach Martin had a rest day. Tyron Smith, DNP, which is did not participate again. Um, I don't know that I put too much stock in that simply because he's on, quote unquote, the plan. So whether it was the back issue or um, him not practicing anyway, because that's the, the course that they have him on. I don't know that he would have participated. So it, it makes it hard to determine where he is in the process. But they're they're at least mostly optimistic that he'll play. But we'll see. Maybe 60-40. Uh, and well, let's go. He was activated yesterday in that transaction that replaced uh, Rashawn Evans. So I, I do want to point out for the Lions, though, um, Taylor Decker. Their starting left tackle. Uh, he was downgraded from limited on Tuesday to did not participate on Wednesday with a groin injury. So they have an issue at left tackle. Maybe something the Cowboys can exploit. We'll see. But that's a big one to look at for Detroit. If my memory serves correct, yesterday, Brian, we were talking about the Lions offense. You were saying that left side had some problems yeah. anyway. Yeah. Is that is this worsening it or was Taylor Decker part of the problem? I mean, he's part of the problem, okay. too. I mean, uh, there's, you know, he's a very good athlete, but the problem with him, he's not very strong. And you got a couple of guys on your defensive line that are really good and they go speed to power. And that's where I think that the, the you know, he's talking about the growing injury with him. We'll see if, in fact, that he does play in this game. But that was going to be a spot I was going to attack anyway. With him in the lineup or out of the lineup, I'm still going that direction. That should be uh, an interesting matchup for the Cowboys. And as you said, like I really believe this game is going to come down to the two offenses and how well they can operate. So if there's a way to be able to affect their passing game uh, or their running game, I think that's going to be key for the Cowboys. All right, let's jump in. Let's talk a little bit about this uh, this Detroit defense. And, Brian, I'm going to start again where I started yesterday. I want to get a big-picture look. And I really want to do this because this is not an opponent that the Cowboys necessarily face often. Uh, I want to make sure fans have a good overview of where they are. Tell me what they do best and what they struggle the most at when it comes to their defense. Well, Dak loves playing them. I think he's 4-0 in his career against these guys. So when he does see them, that's a positive there. I think the best thing they do on defense is their ability to affect you with linebacker pressure, uh, rushing the passer. Uh, this is a, we saw last week the problems that the Cowboys had dealing with the linebackers uh, and the blitz. Uh, they, they do a really good job of timing up linebacker blitzes, safety blitzes, slot blitzes. So you're going to see Aaron Glenn, who's their defensive coordinator, does a really good job with this. He's going to you know he's going to disguise where he has guys in the box, and then next thing you know, you're going to see blitzes coming that direction. So, you know, the Cowboys didn't exactly handle things very well against mm-hmm. the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, the communication. I, I know I was listening to Nate Newton last night on uh, on our show, the, the Crosstalk show, and he was talking about communication with offensive linemen on the road. We talked about it on our show as well. And, you know, but you have a home – uh, home game this week, so hopefully that will help you. But that's something that I would worry about with the with the Lions. You know, if they get in this game and all of a sudden it's like you start to see their linebackers near the line, you start to see their their safeties near the line. 
they're likely going to bring a blitz on you. And so they're really good at, uh, at, at, at handling that. I think where I would, I would say to me where the attack would be is I don't think necessarily at the cornerback spot that they're great. And I say this in a way, I think their safeties are some of the best you're going to play. Melifonwu and Joseph, they're both outstanding safeties. Brian Branch, uh, the rookie from Alabama who was a safety at Alabama, plays as their slot corner. He is really good in coverage. He, he's, you know, he's a sticky guy. But I think Cameron Sutton, the corner, on where's number one? I think there's some snaps where you'll see him lose his man in coverage. And, you know, especially they'll ask him if they do play. They play about the metrics, we'll tell you, about 67% zone coverage. But they, they'll, they'll have times where they will lose guys in coverage. And, they're, and they're, they're hopeful this week that they get Jerry Jacobs back, the corner they lost. They've been playing with a couple of fill-ins uh, the last couple of weeks, and it's been just okay for them. But I kind of feel like that where people have kind of taken advantage of these guys is like a guy, like I say, a Cameron Smith who loses men in coverage. You know, CeeDee Lamb, really good at route running and his ability to have guys not stay with. So uh, blitzing linebackers, blitzing secondary, the best, and then the lack of coverage on the corners I think is an issue for them as the worst. It sounds like they are better at the slot than they are on the outside. There's no question they are. This and and you know they've like I said they're just they're committed to playing uh you know and and playing with that with their with their with their slot corner. They just don't want to move Branch to the outside. Yeah. Uh, they like him inside and they're going to try and figure out ways to to, to navigate the uh, the other you know the other positions, but man, I, I'll tell you what, Branch's a good player, and Melifon move the safety, and Joe, those are good play. Like I say, those you make a mistake oh, yeah. just being careless with the ball, and you just like throw it up, and and you're like you're not quick throwing it, or you're not you're not you're not confident in throwing it, and you just kind of loft it out there and hope for the best. These guys will hawk it, yep. you know, and that's that's what you kind of have to worry about in this game. With that being said, then do you think that this is a game where maybe instead of moving CD into the slot as often as they do, that maybe you keep him on the outside? I keep him on the outside. Because going up the middle might be a bit of a challenge with I, the safeties yeah, and the slot corner. I, I think so. I, to me, it's I, I try and find as many times as I can get my guys on Sutton, number one. Yeah. That's the guy that I would, and you know, like we'll see, we'll see how much if there's any rust, uh, you know, with Jacobs coming back. He's still with a hamstring injury, and but they've had a lot of guys come through and try and help and play the position. It just hasn't probably worked out well for them. But I would be very mindful of these safeties and their nickel. That's who I would try and kind of stay away from if I could. Yeah, the other thing you could consider there is if you know that they they're stronger there. They may also you may want to kind of occupy them with CD yeah. and then take mm-hmm. advantage of the outside with Cooks and yeah. and and maybe this is a game where Gallup can get more yeah. involved. You take some shots downfield if you can get the safeties uh, to really pre- be preoccupied with right. CD in the middle of the field. Th- there might be some opportunities there as well. well yeah, they if they're play, not blitzing, yeah, yeah, yeah. right, yeah. right, because they blitz like one third of the time. Yeah, um, but they play a lot of single high because they also like to play a lot of zone. So the, yeah. the the key for them for the Cowboys in order to exploit the downfield opportunities is you got to. 
you got to figure out a way to pick up those blitz packages. Yeah. Uh, and then even outside of the blitz packages, you're talking about a different defensive line that features Aiden Hutchinson, yeah. right? So you got to be stout in your pass protection. Fingers crossed that Tyron Smith is back for this game because this is one where they're definitely going to need him. But if you can pick up those blitzes and you can win your one-on-one matchups as far as your starting offensive lineman, then, yeah, the shots are going to be there. I love the, the idea of keeping uh, CeeDee more so to the outside because Brian is right. Sutton, he's a liability. Yeah. Um, those other guys, they are much stickier as far as their hands are concerned, and they yeah. are much better in coverage. So the slightest mistake turns into an interception. These guys do take the ball away pretty well in the air, and it's evenly um, dispersed between those, Cameron Sutton notwithstanding. Those yeah. other guys, three interceptions here, three there, four there. So yeah. uh, it's it's a pretty stout unit, and those safeties play play very well. So keep them playing forward. Um, but that means you also need to establish the run. This is a game where you need to make sure that your run is your run game is solid. So it would be key how the Cowboys handle the Rico Dowdle situation in do they rest him? Is Malik Davis up? Do you get more reps to Hunter Lipke? Forgive him for that fumble that happened because he had two third-down conversions on that same drive. Mm-hmm. So at least he's coming in, and then they had the pass to him as well, so they got him active in the pass game as well. you got to forgive sooner or later. Chris, right? focus the camera on Derek's face. you got to forgive him. I'm having a hard time here. I'm having a hard time. It'll be interesting how they try to keep him off balance. I hear you. I'll tell you the metric that stood out, and I know we all like to look at the metric. The one that stood out for me in this game – and the matchup is this team's only given up five touchdowns playing zone coverage this year. Mm. That's the thing about it. And they play it 67% of the time. It's the, the third fewest in the NFL. So we'll see if they, if they, if Dallas can take advantage of, I, I, I did a study too. I'm going to break it out one day of Dak versus zone coverage, man coverage, split safeties and all that. I just got to type it all up and I'll send it to you. Can't wait. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, I want to talk about the player on their defense that I think is probably the most dynamic, Aiden Hutchinson. We'll get a scouting report on him and see where he matches up and maybe could be a problem for the Cowboys. We'll do it when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a soldier to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper 
is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back to the break. Demarcus Lawrence is the Dallas Cowboys nominee for the 2023 Walter Payton Man of the Year award presented by Nationwide. Help tank raise funds for the Dak for Dak Prescott's Faith, Fight, and Finish Foundation by casting your vote on NFL.com slash Man of the Year or tweet your support using the hashtag WPMOY challenge. And uh, voting ends on January 8th. Vote for Tank. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. The segment brought to you by Blockchain.com. All right, let's jump back in. Let's talk about Aiden Hutchinson. Give me a scouting report on this guy. What does he do well, and where is he a bit of a where, – where can yeah. you challenge him? Yeah, he's a pain in the rear for sure. Yeah. Uh, it, it really does start with their defensive line up front, and he's the, he's the main one. Uh, he's the, the guy that you absolutely have to deal with. Here's a guy that's – he's got a long, tall frame. He could tower over guys. You watch him play. Gosh, he just looks like he's so damn big out there. But uh, he plays with range. He's all over the field. He's always working towards the action. He has a true nose for the football. Uh, he's got really good hand techniques. He's got some upper body, elite upper body strength. He's twitchy in the way. When I talk about twitchy, that quick movement to get off blocks. He's got a variety of pass rush moves and strategies. He looks like he has a plan when he rushes the passer. Uh, he's tremendous lower body flexibility. He can put himself in a variety of positions when, you know, top still maintaining top speed and quickness. You're going to need to account for this guy. This is the most important thing about this guy. You're going to need to account for him through the echo of the whistle because this guy doesn't stop. The minute you stop, he's going, and now all of a sudden your quarterback's running around back. To, he gets more pressures and sacks when the play's going on and on and on and on, and then all of a sudden everybody quits but him. And now it's a pressure or a sack. That's just the way that 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 he he plays the game. So, I'm I think that this is going to be the critical point of dealing with the blitzes, but also his ability, uh, the Cowboys' ability, whether he plays left or right, they'll move him around in these in these games. And, uh, but they need to find a way to account for him at all times and make sure that you are locked up with him as the whistle's blowing. Because if you don't, he will find a way to to outwork you and get to the ball. Where does he line up most often? Left. And okay, and who do you expect? Like, how does he match up? If you walk me through Tyler, I mean, I'm sorry, Tyron, and and walk me through Chuma. It's, how does he work best against them? And and what can they do against him? Steel. He will, he's going to play the majority of snaps. Likely against Steel huh? is what he's going to deal with there. And so you have to be ready for that uh, that matchup there. Uh, if he's against uh, Chuma, then, you know, the thing with Chuma the other day, and I I know that everybody's freaking out about Chuma, but when you watch the All-22, and we were just talking about in the break, the metrics was saying 39 pass uh, dropbacks and three pressures. That's That was his metrics in that game. You know, the mental mistakes were the biggest issue mm-hmm. in that football game. But what the thing will – the thing that, 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 that Hutchinson will do is – if you're not 
quick out of your stance and quick to get to him. If you just kind of set soft on him, he will throw moves, moves, but he keeps coming at you. And, I, and the thing with Tyron Smith is Tyron Smith is different, as we all know. He's so big. And so when he kicks out and he just and then he sets in his hands and now he stops a guy like Hutchinson. You know, you that's the one thing is Hutchinson will keep moving as long as you let him keep moving. You know, the minute you set on him and punch him and make him you saw the Vikings in this game, Hawkinson, the tight end, was trying to chip him. They just kept trying to chip him because they were trying to get him to stop. Yep. You know, and that's the best way to play him to me. If you don't feel like you're good enough on the outside to handle him one on one, just keep chipping him. Make him make him start, stop, start, stop, start, mm-hmm. stop the whole game. And that way that'll keep him, you know, keep him off off your passer. But of, of course you're gonna have a better opportunity if he goes over and rushes with Smith is gonna be able to hand him. Steele is probably gonna need a little help. You know, Steele has got the athletic ability, uh, but Steele doesn't have I think Steele could get broken down easier. Like Steele, if he's not good with his hands, and this guy will like swat your hands, push your hands push you like I say there's a lot of pass rush technique in the way that he he goes so he can break you down pretty well uh but I if I'm Dallas I'm finding a way to uh, sometimes you see uh, Ferguson Jake Ferguson chip the edge chip the edge and then go out in the route I, I think that's going to be a, a necessary plan this week for for Hutchinson what does the middle of their defensive front look like from it's, a pass rush and a, yeah, and a run defense? Yeah, it's, it's, they really don't let you run the ball all that much. But yeah. their offense scores a lot of points. So they're like the Cowboys in the way where you get behind in a game and you don't run the ball anymore because you're chasing points. Mm-hmm. But what they are is they are really, really big inside. Uh, uh, Benito Jones and Isaiah Bugs, their defensive tackle. Jones is like six one, but he's super wide. And he doesn't. He does a lot of the dirty work inside for the Lions. They can anchor on double teams. They hustle. They got some sneaky speed to these guys, and they move them along the line of scrimmage. Bugs same way. He, massive man, three thirty. Keeps his feet moving. Kind of head up, locate the ball. You know, just gonna push the middle of the pocket. Like I say, they're gonna push you. But here, here comes linebacker blitz. Anzalone, mm-hmm. linebacker. But we were talking to Zach Martin yesterday, and he brought up uh, Alex Anzalone, the linebacker, and how much these guys blitz. And so that's where you're going to – that's all of a sudden you get that middle push, but now you get guys occupied and they're not coming off and getting and picking up blitzing linebackers or blitzing secondary guys. So uh, that's the that's something you're going to have to do. This is the size of the two guys, being both being about 330 pounds. How would you best offset their blitz? Well, well, the one thing that you've the one thing is the recognition of it first. Mm-hmm. You know, would be the the thing that I would make sure that you know. And, and I think Dak's got to help you a little bit too here. You know, I mean, they had a they had a sack the other day where, and I don't know why Dak did this. He moved Pollard from the left to the right and sent him into the flat, and then the blitzer came from his left. Mm-hmm. Whereas if he just left Pollard there, pick up the blitz, account for the blitz. Everything that I'm doing, I'm trying to help to if in fact, in fact it's a doga. I'm helping everything to his side. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just assuming that, you know, it's not going to get picked up. It's just, I mean, I'm just assuming that. So I'm just making sure if it's setting backs, or this the communication about making sure that they're they slide 
or pick up the right guys. I think they had to have worked on all this all week. I mean, really worked on it all week when it comes to because you watch the Lions play. It is a it is about that pressure. It's not you know we last week you see four man line pressure. This one you see the pressure from the linebacker. Like I say, Anzalone, he's the of all ball linebackers. He's like the second most pressures in the league. You know, blitzing guys. So you you got to be ready for this one. And but I would make sure that that you got the offensive linemen and all on the same page. But also too, be careful about moving backs away from potential blitzers. You know, I'd keep I'd keep a back too. Anzalone's side there, just in case you do see that rush. And, and there's also ways to make them pay for linebacker blitzes. Um, obviously, first you want to recognize it and, and make sure that the protection is there for it. But, um, you know, your screens, get get more effective at the screen game. Have, like, emergency um, well valves that you can pull in case of emergency. For example, if there's a blitz coming, okay, well, maybe you should have somebody in the flat just in case. Maybe you should have a quick slant in place just in case, because if, that's, if, this, if it's the mic that's blitzing, then ideally your slide on a quick slant should be right there for you for the quick hit. So, you know, acknowledge it, recognize it, make sure your protections line up. And then, of course, if you're back, Pollard, if it's Rico, Malik, whoever the case may be, make sure maybe they get a chip before they head out. Um, but, yeah, you can do that in the quick pass, passing game as well. Brian uh, Brian Baldinger and I were, we were talking about it yesterday on our show and, you know, Baldy NFL Network, and he was talking about, I was asking about the hot throws, you know, and he says, I don't see teams hot throw anymore. Nate Newton last night on the show was talking about Dave Campo brought mm-hmm. it up, hot throws and stuff. There were a couple of times where it looked like to me Cooks looked for the ball. Yep. Ferguson looked for the ball, and the throw wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So I, hot packages are as old as Pop Warner playing football. You know, when somebody blitzes, you just replace it, yep. and you just throw the ball and get it out. So maybe that's something that last week was that they missed on. Maybe it's something this week you pick up on. If they're going to see blitzers, those guys got to look for the ball, and Dak's got to get them the ball. Hit the vacated spot. Yep. Yep. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about the Dallas offense. Uh, And one question I have for you guys will revolve around Tyler Smith and Tyron Smith. Mm -hmm. And should the Cowboys really be making some considerations about whether it's a good thing to move Tyler Smith out to left tackle in the event that Tyron Smith uh, is still not able to play? We'll talk about that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savanna. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Don't put off getting your oil change, Dallas. Take 5 Oil Change. A proud partner of the Cowboys is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. You can take advantage of Take 5's fast, friendly, and simple service at any of their locations across the Dallas area. And remember, at Take 5, you stay in your car because they're faster than you think. Take 5, the official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboy. 
Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's getjackblack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back to the break. Sean Polite is your 2023 Cowboys Fan of the Year, and now he needs your help. Vote for Sean to be given the ultimate title of NFL Fan of the Year, presented by Captain Morgan, by casting your vote at NFL.com slash Fan of the Year. Have we ever won Fan of the Year? For the NFL? Not yeah. sure. I don't think so. Conspiracy. I, I thought so. we did. Yeah, we, did we have a Fan of the Year? I think we did, right? We won, like, for the recently? NFL. Didn't we? I kind of wonder if anybody... I don't think we've won yet. Yeah. Oh, we haven't. We just have the w- the actual our, winner, our yeah, own, our own yeah. fan base. Okay. Fan yeah, I think that's what there's our, nobody. There's no chance in hell that somebody's going to vote for our guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, uh, we're working against the rest of the league. Like, that's we, we would need it's all of our fans saying, to turn out and vote he, for yeah. the guy because yeah, the fans. Because you know another team's going to vote. NFL.com. By the way, any, any team's going to just vote for whoever is their representative. That's how it goes. No, no, there's going to vote. No, no, for they're a never. There's never going to vote for a guy that's right. a Cowboys guy. Yeah. Yeah. There's a fan base that will not vote. No, for I get Cowboys. that. I'm just saying everybody's going to vote for their, their guy. Everybody's going to vote for their own team, and they're going to rally against poor Sean. Yeah, everybody in the league. Hey, listen, like a vote. You, know, if you, you, you don't have to vote for our guy, but hey, don't vote don't for that vote Cowboy guy. guy for sure. Whatever you do. Yeah. All right, here we go. Final segment of the break. Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Let's talk about Tyron Smith and Tyler Smith. We've talked about this a few times throughout this year. Here. I know. We've talked about this a few times this year. And I think it's a worthy conversation <laughs> at this point based on the fact that last week, um, as you said, Chuma didn't have as bad a game the as metrics, everybody thinks the, he had. I, that's what I was saying. I was watching the tape, and I was like, and people were losing their mind. And I'm like going, guys, I don't think it was that bad i'm sitting and i went through and i did plus minus plus minus i i i counted six overall minuses that i thought and three of them were just mental mistakes right Right. but that's the the physical the physical part of him passing stunts and picking up guys and cutting off guys that part wasn't a problem it's the problem it's just like the it's like when you bust when you have a mental bust and it just it just wrecks the play at the worst time that's where you're that's at. Highlighted. Right. And that's where you're at. And that's the part, quite frankly, for me, when you're talking about a left tackle, is most worrisome. Yeah. Because when you just choose not to pick up Chubb, yeah. that's how you get your quarterback injured. Like, exactly. Those are the those oh, yeah. are the type of situations yeah. that put oh, you in a much worse situation yeah. than just a sack. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, it, I, I think the conversation is warranted should you put a more capable person in Tyler Smith out there as opposed to Chuma Idoga, because he's more capable to take care of the blind side of your court. And play Bassett left guard. And, pay, and play Bassett left guard, yeah. See, the, the, the radio guy in me says, absolutely do that. And then, but, you know, the, those guys sitting in that thing, they, they do not want to move. I get it. They, do, they absolutely do not want to move Tyler Smith. We all, I mean, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to speak for you. I, I kind of feel like, though, as a group, we're saying, yeah, put, we've seen Tyler Smith play at a very high level at left tackle. Yeah. What is the problem? Put him out there. 
there's something over on that side of the building, and and it and and they're. It's their job. Right. It's their job. It's our job to talk about it, their job to execute it. And there's something fundamentally, and it might go back to Jerry Jones's belief when I did work with him in scouting, that of how important the inside three are for him. Mm-hmm. You know, he learned somebody in his journey in the NFL, Al Davis, John Madden, somebody told Jerry Jones about having the front of the pocket firm. And he believes that with all his heart. You know, he believes that if a quarterback can step up, he has a chance to throw. Quarterbacks should be able to handle stuff off the edge. Mm-hmm. It's the stuff in the middle of their face that they can't handle. And they as a, they fundamentally do not believe moving Tyler Smith is a good move for them. See, no one's going to agree with me on this one. but How do you lead with that? How do you know? Because we already kind of talked about it during the break. Oh, that, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even you're right. But <laughs> <laughs> I know nobody's going to agree. But if it was up to me and I'm the head coach and I'm sitting in this situation and I know we're in the playoffs, that's a fact. You're going to go in there and I know the struggles that the O-line is having. Regardless of the stats and all of that, I think you want to give yourself, you want to give the quarterback the best protection that you possibly can. And we saw the way that Dak played in that game. Whatever it was, mentally, he wasn't really being him his usual self. Um, but if it's up to me, Tyron is sitting, he's watching from the bench, sitting, resting his back. I need him full health for the postseason. I get it. A win is important. You don't want to turn it into a three-game losing streak. That's huge. But I'm, I care more about the playoffs and giving ourselves the best chance possible to go out there and compete and, and have health all in the O-line. So I would make the change, and this is definitely not going to happen, but I would sit tired, make the change that you're talking about, Derek, because then that gives you – Two games of getting a good look of like, okay, what can this possibly look at? Worst case scenario, emergency plan. If Tyron at some point in the game or whatever reason is not able to go, you take him out. Okay, emergency plan goes into effect. But you cannot just randomly just move the guy, move Tyler, and just expect... Because we've seen it kind of before where they do switch in, you know, and play musical chair. We've seen that happen. And it hasn't been terrible, but you don't want to just do that out of nowhere and expect it to or just fully rely on that plan working for you. So I would take these two games to get get a good look at that. But I, nothing I'm saying matters at all because <laughs> it is absolutely not going to happen. Well, to but that's what I would do. But also that's why I'm not a head coach. To Brian's point, it also, uh, when it comes to Jerry and also McCarthy as well, they don't like to move two pieces to solve one problem. And yeah. th- it also goes to that as well. Um, that being said, you could speak for me on this one because I've been on this train. When Tyron missed uh, the first couple games or so, I was like, just pop Tyler's. Tyler Smith back out there. Cowboys were like, nope, we're not going to do it. Tyron missed more games. I was like, just pop Tyler Smith back out there. And they're like, nope, they're not going to do it. So, like Brian said, this this organization, this coaching staff, um, this front office, they are hell-bent on keeping Tyler Smith at left guard. I, if I were the coach, which is your question, I would, in fact, pop Tyler Smith out to left tackle uh, and put T.J. Bass at guard. Um, because we're also talking about the blind side. We're not, Because both sides are not created equal, right? So, you got front side, you got blind side. If you're if your left tackle is missing assignments against a guy like Bradley Chubb in key situations, 
blindside, that's a very dangerous situation. That's more dangerous than just a play being disrupted or blown up. You might not have a quarterback after that. So you got to account for that as well. And we talk about it, and it's true that the interior three are – more so important than the outside linemen. But then the question becomes, what's the talent drop-off, right? Is there a bigger talent drop-off from Tyron to Chuma uh, versus Tyler Smith to um, T.J. Bass? Or is it the bet? You see what I'm saying? You yeah, have yeah. to put that into the value equation as well. And I think when you look at but it But also like, the which side is more important. Right. And when, but when you look at it like that and you start looking at where's the biggest talent drop-off, yeah. then I still I definitely say Tyler out there. And, and because there's a shorter drop-off from Tyron to Tyler at left tackle um, than there is from Tyron to Chuma. So all of that. But I don't agree. I think you play Tyron Smith this game and you rest him against the commanders. Yeah. And that's when you put this into play. As long Y'all as Y'all are risk takers, not me. <laughs> well, if I'm in already, I'm playing it safe now. I, no, I, I, would, I would cannot play... risk a three game losing streak. I get it. And against I get it. three of the best teams in the league. Like, what does that do for your momentum and your morale one week away? Because after this game, you'll have one it. week away I from agree. Uh, good. And they don't play yes. well on the road. So who says you go into Washington and win that game? So now you're risking. Nope, nope, get the win. Who? Let me ask you this. Have you given up winning the division? Sounds like she has. Oh, my God. Hold on. Okay. No, 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 I'm, I'm asking because I'm just, your decision, what you're doing. That, that's a fair point. No, 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 no. No, no, I'm asking you this way. I'm asking because if you believe that 86%, if you look at playoff probabilities and yeah. all that, that you're going to be the fifth seed, absolutely do what you're talking about doing. If you're locked into being the fifth seed, Absolutely do what you're you're talking about doing. Rest Tyron Smith. Well, also, but it's, you, a, it's, but it's a, a lot chance, of it not up to just you. It's also... you got to keep playing until they say you're the fifth seed. Yeah. Because if, you, you, if there's a chance that you can... And again, it's a slim one, but you got to keep playing. you got to yeah. keep winning and hope that... Something happens in Philadelphia where you win the division or you know or you can get the second seat. I would hate to rest Tyron Smith and then lose a game. But if you feel like if you feel like that no, it's eighty six percent we're locked in, that the odds are too much for us, yes, let's rest him. I totally understand. Well, how important is Tyron Smith in the playoffs for you? Huge. He's huge. More than but, this but, weekend, but but, but, but I got to I, I got to try and get a home game. Yeah, I got to try and get to the second seat. You're five on the road. The second you seat to me. Home game. The second seat. Okay, to me. different question. Home game or Tyron Smith? Have you seen how they're playing I, on the well, road? I'll, I'll, take, I'll answer that, I'll answer that there, question. Yes, yes, yes. I've seen it. So you've seen it. I will answer that question bluntly. You got to get a home game. If I don't have Tyron Smith, I feel much better at home without Tyron Smith than I feel on the road with Tyron Smith. Okay, now with that being said. That argument can convince convince me a lot more yeah, than yes because yeah absolutely <laughs> see, we'll take the home games. See to me if you're the if you're the two seed somehow you're playing Seattle at home again. I'll take my chance. Yeah. I mean I know yeah. it was a yeah. I know we all were holding on to our rear game, but I mean it was you know you got to win yeah. you know. All right, y'all convince me. <laughs> Let me. I'll even complicate this just a little bit more. Listen of to what you, you said, Brian, right, about the <laughs> linebackers and the blitzes. Yeah. I think maybe this is not the game where you'd maybe want to move Tyler out because if you got linebackers coming yeah. up the middle no. and you're having to adapt to that, 
I may think, hey, this is a game where I really need my interior to well, stay as consistent see, as possible. And they know each other. They know how to adapt to different right. things that may be coming at them. And and one more week. Let's let's also be clear. Like, Chuma wasn't bad when he played earlier no. in the season. He had some bad moments in this last game. My expectation is coming out of going into this game, yeah. he'll probably be a little bit better. Yeah. And and that being said, I'd rather keep everything as consistent as possible well, when I'm playing a team that's going to send a lot of different pressure in a lot of different ways. You need to be better, too. And last week was unfortunate because your center wasn't better. Yeah, your center, your center, he had been, some moments. Yeah. Your center's been good. And you know, he earlier he had some moments where he wasn't good, and then he kind of found himself and playing a lot better, and they, you know, they're running the ball and all that. Last week he wasn't as good as he needed to be. And so we're kind of focusing on Chuma, but – the center wasn't great either, yeah. and that that that's that's an issue when you're Man, talking about. I was dealing. so excited about him this year. Just going back to well, he's training been camp fine. and it's how just, it's just everything he was doing, he was amazing. Sometimes it reverts back where he gets overpowered and and you know and struggles with the blocks and sustain and things. But I mean, that's you could say that about a lot of centers. But when the Cowboys are bad on the offensive line, it's generally they're bad at a couple of spots. It's center and right tackle. And that's that's where they've kind of they've had their struggles. I got a question for you guys. This comes from uh, Shoes and Sports on Twitter. He says, <laughs> "Why haven't Why haven't we seen more of Awesome Richards?" That's a good guy on Twitter, by the way. Good guy. Um, that is a very good question. Very good question. Should Should we be seeing more of him? Well, I, I think for this one, I, I'd, I'd have to defer to the coaching staff and assume yeah. they're seeing something that we're not seeing that has them. I'm not going to say shook, but not exactly as confident as they would be or feel like they should be at this point in the season because uh, in a in a game like you know you saw against the Dolphins Chuma not struggling physically yeah. but struggling with his decision making yeah. if you're confident in Awesome maybe Awesome starts that game right but you've not really seen I mean we're going into week 17 and you've not really seen yeah. Awesome Richards get you know much of any playing time even with injuries at that position so i just i feel like there's something there that they see that we're not seeing that would answer the question but we just don't have the answer coaches do not want to play a rookie player if they don't have to also i mean true. there there's i mean it, in this in this day and age sometimes you have to plug and play guys and go but yeah. they they, they would they would rather remember adoka <laughs> adoka was we thought was a better guard than he was at tackle yeah. i mean there were times at training camp at tackle you were going oh geez moving oh, back inside yeah. yeah and yeah. awesome uh, there's sometimes where awesome looks great, and other times it looks like he's in a, in a revolving door. You know, he's just getting kind of knocked around and all that. You know, I mean, you just gotta. Coaches will go with what they know, and as much as they were saw what they saw with Adoga, they know what Adoga can do. Yeah, that's what they do. It's so much youth there between Richards and then Willetsko, and you know, yeah. Willetsko second year guy. But um, you got to wonder if if his shoulders can 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 hold up. That's what they say. Um, so it's like wow, um, just. Get and stay healthy for the next several weeks, Tyra. That's really all you can hope for. Well, it's crazy. We have sorry. We, I'm. Just, we started the season kind of talking about the O line, all from the beginning. I mean, we've gone through. We're coming mm-hmm. near the end of the season, and we spent pretty much all season talking about something about the O line. Um, for seven weeks, wise, it was really health good. Wise. For yeah. seven for seven weeks, it really held together well. Despite all the health concerns, because even when they were in there playing, mm. we all know they were still dealing everybody yeah. with something. Right. And it's been just, a, I'm talking about, yeah, just health strictly, people dealing with stuff in the O line and the way that they've managed to hold up and get as many wins as they have now. The running game does, I feel, is taking... 
a hit because it hasn't really yeah. been that great. But just yeah, we made it this far, and now we're here. Well, look, we got we're coming off of um, the absence in in Miami. You know, not counting that one, but we're coming off of the Tyron Smith having played seven consecutive games. So he played all five in November, and then he played two to start December. Yeah. If he comes back this week or maybe next week, uh, well, if he comes back this week, then maybe we get six consecutive games because uh, that gets you. Yeah, you see where I'm going with that, right? Um, so you don't need seven. My point is, you don't need seven straight games from him anymore this season. Five or six, five or six consecutive games of health in your offensive line should should be okay. And you're just being held hostage right now. Yeah. You really are. Yeah. I mean, you're so you need him so badly and yet you just when you, you pray to the football gods that please let him be healthy today. Because yep. you you just gotta have him. You and just you just don't know from day to day. And you just don't be, know. Yeah. He might he might be sitting in that airplane seat flying to Washington and then the back tighten up on him and you're like, Okay, well here we go. Yeah. You know. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. Back tomorrow. Uh, we'll wrap this thing up, let you know what we think is going to happen Saturday night. Cowboys versus Lions. Till then, for Patrick Walker, Brian Broaddus, and Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton, and this has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!